you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, as Kyle just told you. We are live in New York City. It's Monday, October 9th. I'm Sarah Walsh alongside Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty. We saw big wins from the Niners, the Eagles, the Lions yesterday. What did you learn about the top teams in the NFC in week five? Kyle? I'm learning all kinds of things. I'm listening to the report, but I'm looking at my phone, and the people watch the show very closely, very closely. Some things are down right now, like the expectations for the Patriots and the Broncos. I look at this, and we're, we're going team to team to team. And the Niners, they put that finishing taste in your mouth, and you're like, all right, San Francisco, you know. they're the ones. No one's talking about the fact that the Eagles just ran through a good Rams team. Mm. And they did so in the second half, and they completely put the clamps on them. But really, no one's talking about the Detroit Lions. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Do they deserve to be in that conversation? I love these there? guys, man. The Lions, they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah. They beat the Packers in Lambeau. And I know you beat the worst team in the NFL or the team that statistically might be in the Panthers. Young team, I get it. But they left no room for doubt. The only loss that they've had was to what now looks to be a really good Seahawks team. And they did it in overtime. And the defense has been unbelievable since. This was without Amon Ross St. Brown. This was without Jameer Gibbs. They come out there and it was never in doubt. Absolutely. Look. If they run away with this division, they're going to have a home playoff game, first one since, I think, the early 90s, Mm -hmm. okay? Can they win a playoff game? Yeah. Can they hang with the Niners and the Eagles and the Cowboys? I think they can. Can we ad-lib a power ranking right now? Yeah. NFL power ranking. NFL or NFC? NFL right now. Mm. Where do you have Detroit? So I'll I'll jump in because I said I think San Francisco is better and I think Philadelphia is better. The AFC is really hard. They beat the Chiefs, beat kind the Chiefs, of. Kinda. Kansas City is just kind of winning. They're not playing great. Buffalo just had a setback. I, Here, so here's I, one for you. Who do you got? Dolphins better than the Dolphins Lions? are in there. Dolphins better than the Lions. They could, they could probably. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Here's my, well. Is record. Detroit four? Yeah, here's my question. This is a good one. Dallas or Detroit? Now, Detroit is a better record. Mm. Detroit, right? I think we all agree Detroit after last night. But it's so hard to say because we haven't gotten a Detroit-San Francisco matchup. Going in to the Dallas-San Francisco, we thought we we were like, all right, Dallas is right there. Dallas and Detroit. And then we see their performance against the 49ers. And so far, yes, Detroit has been fun to watch. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but then it was the Green Bay Packers. So it wasn't – now we just watch them beat up on the Panthers. Their next two games are Tampa Bay and Baltimore. So we'll see a little bit more, but – they also don't play the 49ers this year. They have the Cowboys later down the line. so They have a third-place schedule. Yes, exactly. So it's easy to say they're, they're going – I'm not going to say just coast in, but they're winning a lot of games. If you go back to last year, they're right up there at the top of the league of winning from the end of the season to this year. So they're right there at the top. I, I, I would say they're around that 4-5 range. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Miami. Pretty awesome. They're right there. Pretty awesome. It's, it's and there's all that hype and all that buzz and, like – 
They're the that good. As a young team, too. Well, here's what I'm looking Do you have anything to offer? I, yeah, I brought up the whole, I just produced the whole segment on the fly. <laughs> Why don't you pull your fly up? Speaking of the fly, um, I produced the whole segment. No, he's, 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 he's using so you as a scapegoat. I know. I know. Every comment has been towards you. What do you mean? He threw me under the bus yes. with a fly, and then he said, now go talk for seven minutes. <laughs> Definitely. But then I gave you a topic, at least. Yeah. More than our production staff did for this topic. All right, All what else do we have? All the shots at the Let's power rank the AFC. Anybody want to do it? What else did we think? You got I, a shirt with a robot face on it. What do you got? I like the Niners. There <laughs> you go. There's your take. There's his take. I like. I think the they're Niners. good this year. You, see, like you get a load of this defense. I like. They got this quarterback. They Stalls drafted really the late. No, listen. I, is there any case for the Niners aren't the best team in football? No, Philadelphia people would scream about yeah. it, right? Then we're undefeated too. But I don't know. We've, the Philadelphia experience yesterday was kind of what we've said. They apologized for the win. They played Pete, a team. Peter, I, I think you're giving the Rams a little too much. I get you. Okay. I think they had a quote-unquote ugly win against LA, which I, I think is the stupidest term ever. I've said this from the get-go. I'm not apologizing for anything Philadelphia is doing. Mm -hmm. Stack wins, stack wins, get better on the fly. But we have what six weeks yeah, till they face San Francisco. Like, would an Eagles fan come in this morning and say, "Hey, guys, we're the ones who went to the Super Bowl, not the Niners"? Like, quit crying yeah. the Niners. I yeah. think that's fair, also. It and feels like that was the narrative for the Eagles last year, though. They were always sort of, at least until the end, they were really good, and then we kind of yeah. dropped off. I mean, like, this is how this goes through. Um, can I say I'm really looking forward to next week, this Bucks, and I know this is going to come Bucks off as Homer, Bucks-Lions, because I am not saying that the Bucks are up there with the Niners. The Eagles came into Tampa Monday Night Football. They beat them. They were the better team. However, mm -hmm. the Bucks have just been completely discounted. I'm not saying, like, up here in the elite situation. But what happens if Detroit goes down there, high on the situation, they just pummeled a Panthers team that yep. was definitely downtrodden. What happens if the Lions go down there and mm -hmm. Baker puts on a show and the Bucks defense is really Four good? Not saying they're up there with the Niners, but at what point are people going to just stop discounting them? If the Lions come into their place and they beat them, they just went to New Orleans and, and smacked New Orleans in their mm -hmm. place. And then New Orleans comes back this week and everyone's like, oh, look at this, this is, this is all an aberration. They went to New Orleans and won big, and Baker's been really good. Baker and their had a defense. Fun weekend too, didn't they? Baker's, yeah. Baker's living <laughs> life. Won. He was the game celebrity day, picker yeah. on game day. Those guys feel good down there. I'm just saying, if they come out mm -hmm. and win, like at what point did they stop being discounted? Yeah, no just doubt. just like throwing it. it out there. Who's worse, Broncos or Patriots? Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> there's Hackett and Peyton. You know the drama before the game. All the Jets guys were so fired up for Hackett. It was a storyline, and it was very real. They didn't talk about it publicly, but all week in that building, it was all about winning one for Hack. Here's Zach Wilson after the win. You could see the emotion on his face a little bit, and he's trying not to show up, but we all gave him a big hug, told him we love him, told him we're grateful to have him here, and it means a lot to us. Um, obviously, winning's hard in this league, so that's, that's first and foremost, but obviously how things went for him this past year, it's tough, so it means a lot. The Jets snapped a three-game losing streak. They had a lot of fun afterwards. What do you make of this Jets win and all the talk that's following it, Peter? Yeah, it was a great win for the Jets. Zach Wilson looked good again. That's two uh -huh. consecutive weeks. The defense was awesome, and Brees Hall got it done. But that was all about Hackett yesterday. And I know I was doing the Fox show yesterday, and I asked a lot of the ex-players, I'm like, would this play a role? And I'm like, I think it's something for the media. It was real. Like, they really wanted this one for Hackett. Yeah. After the game, he got the game ball. You know, and he's like, let's give this. Sal gives him the game ball. And Hackett, holding back tears, is basically just like, thanks. He's not a me guy at all. He just got run over by a, a train in, in August. He was minding his own business when Peyton made his comments. And then for them to have that offense, 
They put up huge numbers on offense. The the quarterback looked great. Look at all the different players wow. hugging him on the sideline. Did I hear he was made a captain for the game? He was. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Rap sheet, had a, rap sheet had a great yeah. report before the game. They made Hackett a captain. Why does he have that that blue that black and blue? He had the eye blocker eye because all the players were wearing him, him, and they were hugging him. Um, that's a cool moment. This Jets team has become a laughing stock from two weeks ago when they lost to the Patriots to now being like this cool story and to see them rally around Hackett. I swear, if you haven't seen the C.J. Uzama pregame speech about Sean Payton... And it's not Oda, subtle. It's not no. subtle. It's on the nose. And if you don't think it played a role in yesterday's <laughs> win, you're not following this Jets team. It was real all week. And they get the victory. They go in there and they go into Denver. And real quick, Sean Payton aside, Hackett coached 15 games in Denver and got fired and was never given another yeah. shot and was blamed for mm -hmm. a lot of one-score losses. And everyone's narrative is just that he stinks, he sucks. Jets guys kind of like him, and the players kind of like him. And this Jets offense is moving the ball even without Aaron Rodgers. So for him, that was cool to have a day. Very often we talk about the players. This is very rarely we talk about the offensive coordinator, but this one was for Hackett yesterday. You know, and I think to your point, I think that does play a role. Uh, I'm a former player. I'm a member of the media now, and I'm watching that game, and I'm hoping the Jets win because of Sean Payton's comments in the preseason. So I think for the players, they definitely wanted to step up and win that game for them. And they won that game, and you saw the last play, and you see Russell Wilson scrambling, and you ask it. Quincy Williams, their defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrich, said before the game, no linebacker is playing better football than Quincy Williams right now in the NFL. I would argue Fred Jeff Warner. had Fred Warner. Fred Warner had a Fred he Warner. He did. He was in San Fran with him. Fred Warner, he, he, he's there too. But Quincy Williams, it's not just yesterday. He's been unbelievable through five weeks in this season for this New York Jets defense. He's making big hits. Last year, I started doing ooh-wee. Quincy Williams is on there each and every week yeah. lighting somebody up. And he's taking another step this year. And his brother gets all the love. Quentin Williams tweeted yesterday, Quincy Williams, all pro. Yes. These two are unbelievable for this defense. But it's so fun watching the way Quincy Williams flies around the field. He hits anything moving. It just makes play after play. Play. It is really incredible that the Jets rallied and cared this much about Nathaniel Hackett. It's incredible because this is not a guy that they have this long history yeah. with. It's yeah. not like this beloved institution like a like a Dante Scarnecchia type yeah, who's like yeah, been yeah. there for years. Right. Like this is the yeah. first year here. He's been there for a few months. And it's not like they, most of them probably don't even know him that well, and yet they were still that passionate. I think they're crying about it and hugging on him and everything. And it's just, you don't like seeing people get sucker punched. Yep. Yep. No one does. That's not a, a jet thing. It's not a football thing. That's just a person thing. Of course, it didn't go well last year. It was terrible. It was a complete embarrassment. But he just got sucker punched. He's walking down the street, and someone punched him in the face for no reason. It was totally gratuitous. It was in poor taste by Peyton. And I think the Peyton part of it is like, look, Sean, I, I, I think it was kind of cool that he put on the black hat and he's going to be like I'm going to kick some ass and there's a new sheriff in town and I'm going to be unapologetic and there's going to be a different Denver Broncos I actually dig that you got to have a good team then man you got to show up because you know if you want to pair he and Russ against each other Russ is playing some pretty good football you know it's the last couple of weeks when you watch the Broncos you're not like well Russ doesn't have you're just not so Sean what is the team that you're yeah. presenting right now because you're the guy who was looked at as the the savior and this this Hall of Famer and like the team's just really bad and you lost to a not a great Jets team by double digits at home and you barely beat the Bears so I don't know I would just I, aside from the stories and the headlines and the the bleep talking like can we just have some good football eventually mm -hmm. from Coach Payton because that is ultimately what he is known yeah. for is good football and good offense and we have neither it's I, I feel terrible talking about Denver like this it's just it's dreariness year after year and in a way this is worse because we were promised better yeah. it sucks.
people are so happy for Hackett. I was so happy for Zach Wilson because it's mm. also been it's been a rough go for him, and it wasn't how the season was supposed to play out for them. So was, especially after that play where Sertan makes an unbelievable. I mean, it's such a good play, yeah. but I, in that moment, I was like, oh, Zach Wilson's gonna like I know. this is, again. I know. So to see they him did. standing at that podium, yeah. uh, he deserved one for sure. The Jets back on track are the Bengals. They got a much needed win in Week Five. Are we fully convinced that this? Bengals team is back. We're going to break down that game next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football. All right, Joe Burrow. Are the Bengals back? He came into this one after that 27-3 loss. Jamar Chase said he is always open last week after that loss. Yesterday he was. Huge Bengals win. Is this team back? We saw Joe moving around. Here's what Joe thought after the win. Anytime you get a win, it, it means a lot. Uh, in this league, it's hard to win. So uh, we're going to enjoy this one. Come back tomorrow. Focus on being 1-0 next week. I knew we had to win it. We had to win in New Orleans last year, too. So uh, similar feeling. Jay, is that sweater making the fit list? Oh, mm. <laughs> I'm going to have some thoughts on that. Okay, I, I hope so. Joe Burrow was not messing around in week five. Threw more touchdown passes against the Cardinals than he has thrown in the last four weeks combined. Look at the numbers. There was a huge difference. Now, after yesterday's win, does it feel like this Bengals team is back where we thought they'd be? Uh, they're, they're, they're getting there, and I'll say this. Joe Burrow played the way we expected Joe Burrow to play. So seeing that, we know he had the calf injury, seeing him scramble around, seeing him move in the pocket, making throws deep down the field, I'm going to say yes, the Bengals are back. And yeah, I'm not going to say the Cardinals are the measuring stick team that if they beat the Cardinals, that means they're going to the Super Bowl. No, this team's success is on the back of Joe Burrow's health. And seeing him make the plays he made yesterday, him scrambling. Yeah, this is good. And it wasn't just him running, but his ability to move outside the pocket and still make throws. One of the touchdown passes to Jamar Chase, he rolls out to the right, sets up and makes that throw. That lets you know he's getting healthier week by week. And if Joe Burrow's healthy, we know this team is one of the better teams in the AFC. So I'm going to say, yes, they're back. Assuming Joe Burrow, the way he looked yesterday, he remains healthy, this Cincinnati Bengals team is going to be right where we thought they would be. Are they competing right now with the Dolphins or the Chiefs or the Bills? Or they... With a healthy Joe Burrow, okay. I believe so. So then, yes. yeah, they are back then. And I thought that was important. They were a boxer that was kind of wobbly on the ropes. And if yeah. they lost yesterday, season's done. Like, yeah. season's done, pack it up, we're done. The same week that the Ravens lose, they get the win. And suddenly they're 2-3. and three. They're a game back in the in the standings. It's like, oh, come on. It's not, the, it's, it's, it's not even Halloween. We're good. Trey Hendrickson needs some love on this show. Mm. I know that's Talk about it. Headline name. This guy had two and a half sacks, was all over the field yesterday. And we've been talking about a lot of the pass rushers. We've been talking about TJ Watt and how much we love Parsons and Bosa. Hendrickson yesterday was all over the field in this one and a must win. And when your best defensive player can come up and make a big play or dominate at the line of scrimmage when your team needs a win in the most dire of ways, 
think it needs a love on our show on Good Morning Football. So, yes, Burrow and his his performance was back to what we expect, and he looked far. Uh, look, I don't know what Burrow did this week to get where he got, but it looked like a totally different human being. Uh-huh. I'm not suggesting anything <laughs> nefarious. I'm not suggesting any tricks. Well, what are you Burrow. talking about? I don't about? know what, but Burrow looked amazing. <laughs> Burrow looked amazing yesterday, and I'm like, okay, that's true, Burrow. That's the one they paid. Hendrickson looked good, too. Water and rest. That's all it is. That's what they say. Water and baby. rest. That's all uh, yeah. The only person in the league who has more sacks than Hendrickson is Watt. Like, he's, he's tied for second. He's been amazing. I, I don't think they're back. I think they're alive. That's, mm. that's all that matters. And I think, I think if you were ball Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, you were really hoping they lose yesterday. You know, they were they were down, actually, at one point to Arizona, and they're doing the Dobbs thing. And like, Can we please just get rid of Cincinnati? Can we get them out of the picture? No, you can't. You know, right now we're, we're, we're in the pre-Halloween where all the yards in my neighborhood have a million different terrors and yeah. skeletons, Michael Myers and all that stuff, and it's like... That's kind of the Bengals now. Like, you think that they're dead, and then they get up, and they're back for the sequel. Like, they're not dead. They're not. They won't die. They fought back from behind yesterday. And until – I agree with Peter. One and four, like, there ain't no sequel. Michael's, Jason's not coming back. He's not getting – it's over. Two and three, it's a terrible record, but it's a good team. When you see Chase go for three touchdowns and set franchise records, you're like, damn it, why couldn't we eliminate these Bengals while we had them? They're not back, but they're alive, and that's a dangerous thing. I think it's really hard to make of something of this AFC North because two weeks ago I was like man Ravens are so good and then you see what they do yesterday and and for all the talk about the Ravens and the Bengals who looked that good they look like the best team yesterday in the division the Steelers are leading this division so I just think the whole division has been sort of crazy it is tough tough times for New England right now Saints win this one 34 to 0 goose egg Bill Belichick already has had his morning conference. Let's take a listen and see what adjustments he's planning for the team. You mentioned starting over uh, last night, and then I know it came up on the radio today. Would that include any conversations about uh, changes in personnel from the roster to depth charter or the coaching staff? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we, we need to make, make some improvements in where we are, so we'll see what all that entails. Haven't gone into it yet, but we will. What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, what do you uh, think, Jay? You look at that, and he said yesterday we got to start over. And he was asked, all right, have you ever had to start over at this point? He's like, yeah, we've done it. What does start over mean? It means starting over. I just don't know where they go. You look at them, the offensive line has been really bad. They haven't had any continuity, a ton of injuries. They lost Matt Judon, Christian Gonzalez on the defensive side of the ball. This is a team that was built. Defense hold up. We'll be able to run the ball with Zeke and Stevenson. That's not the case. They gave up 34 points yesterday. Mac Jones has not been good. He had an interception for a touchdown yesterday. The week before, he had a fumble for a touchdown and an interception for a touchdown. They take Mac Jones out of the game. They enter Bailey Zappi. Crowd goes crazy. Zappi was worse than Mac Jones was in the game. I don't know where the reinforcements are for this New England Patriots team. At this point, if you're a Patriots fan, are you kind of hoping it just continues and you're able to draft at the top of the draft, which seems like the first time in forever? Because at this point, this team is just – the injuries have killed them and they, they just don't have it. We saw earlier in preseason, you look at the weapons on the offensive side of the ball and there's a, a lot left to be desired there. All the blame is going to Mac Jones. He – Obviously, it's part of it, but this team just isn't a good football team, and I don't see how or where they're able to improve to be competitive. Let's talk big picture. Let's assume Belichick wants to beat Don Shula's all-time wins record. He's 18 games away. Uh, but is it going to take four years to get there? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is the plan? He's 71 years old. Yeah. This team is one of the worst in football. It's bad all around. Zappi was terrible. 
So you don't have, Mac wasn't good. You put Zappy in, he can't do it. You're right, you said it's been so rare since they have a top, I mean, I'm looking just without even going on Google, it's like Bledsoe was in 96, I think Terry Glenn was a top 10 pick, Jaron Mayo was a top 10 pick. They don't have top 10 picks. This is the Patriots. You don't get top 10 picks. Okay, so say you get a top four pick, top five pick. Say you get number one overall pick, and Caleb Williams is coming to the Patriots next year, and we're doing... Belichick's 72 years old. Like, is that... Is he... Yeah. Is he going to rebuild with a new... Like, what is the plan here? Mm. And then, is there a handoff if that is the case, and we're going to gracefully exit, and this is just not going to happen, and it's just... Is it Gerard Mayo? Yeah. Is it Stephen Belichick? Does he give it to his son? Does Kraft even let... Belichick yeah. what does have he get control. Like, I, no, yeah. is this fresh, complete? So those are the questions right now. Not what do we do with the offensive line. No. It's huge picture p questions right now. Like, where does this go? Uh -huh. And that's my question for uh, just an objective observer because I don't think Belichick's given you any answers, but I don't think there are any answers the rest of the season. I don't see how this thing suddenly gets better. The two best players were Judon and Gonzalez this year. They're both gone. I know. And I mean, is, is it a good thing when, when your best players are a rookie and Judon? Like, I love Judon too. Like, those are your best players. This is the worst losses he's had back to back. back, to back. So, you know, in the Belichick era, sometimes they'll have total eggs, even during the Brady era, and that's when you get around to Cincinnati, we're in Cincinnati. Yeah. Then they have the bounce back. Yeah. They get up. This was the one after the egg, Great and point. this one was maybe just as bad. Great point, Kyle. Yeah. There was no, like, all right, Belichick will save us and we'll have the brilliant game plan, and what do you know? They beat the Saints 31-13, to and now they're back. No, they were dead on arrival. And Mac is the headliner, because Mac's the first-round pick, and Mac's the quarterback. There is so much more wrong with this team, up and down to, like, their special teams are terrible. Their offensive line, this team is bad to the core. Mm -hmm. And if it were another coach, you would say, well, look what he has to work with, the players on this team. He's in charge of the players on the team. He shops for the groceries. He is the de facto GM. So it's not that Bill Belichick can't coach these players. He picked these players. And I don't know where you go because do do? I, look, I watched every game yesterday. There wasn't a worse team than them. If, if I was a power ranking thing, I have them at 32. I thought the Panthers showed more fight than them. Yeah. I thought the Broncos showed more fight than them. The Bears this last week, 32. So we're in this awkward place as media where we're like, well, we've spent 25 years championing this man and he's earned it. You know what I would love Bill Belichick to say? Every once in a while, when something crazy happens, sometimes something terrible happens, he will break the media facade and have a very candid mm -hmm. moment. Very rarely. I would love him to say, I need to be better as a coach. I, 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 me, me, me. And this is not my team. This is not my organization. I need to do better. I need to do this. Not the staff, not the quarterbacks, not the front office. Like him himself to put it on me. I'm embarrassed. This is better than, I'm better than this. We're better than this. And I take all blame myself. That's what he needs to do because he picked the groceries. He's cooking the groceries. They're all terrible. I think they're the worst team in football and they have the best coach of all time. It doesn't jive. I just remember in the offseason when you talked about, we talked about this division and it was when Aaron Rodgers was going to be leading, the, I mean, this is going to be the toughest division in football. And I remember even with all things equal in, in the offseason, everyone was picking the Patriots to be last in that division. But I, yeah. I remember sitting here being like, you know what? Sneaky not. suspicion. There's no way that, that Bill's going to do this. Like, I just, didn't, I just didn't believe that it could play out. There's no way I would have believed it would play out the way that it's playing out now just because given like yeah. to your point given who it is there's no way and then just philosophically I'm just curious Jason of your thoughts on because I heard someone say yesterday you know like we support Mac we believe in Mac I don't know how many times I don't have the stat in front of me how many times he's actually been pulled and this is not all him right I think we all know it's yeah. not it's not all him but mentally for a team can you continue even if take the Bailey Zappi and what he looked like out of it can you continue sort of on a regular basis to pull your starter without it affect you know what I mean like it's just that's unusual Weeks that you're doing row. it yeah. it, it, well, you're getting pulled out on a regular basis well, uh, well, and I think it's 
to the point where when you're losing by 30, you pull your quarterback out because it's at this point, we watched the Giants getting blown out and Daniel Jones getting hit, and it's just like, well, why is he still in the game? Because the game's over. So I think if he gets pulled out earlier in the game, I think for the locker room, unless you're going to Will, Will Greer right now as a practice you might have guy, to. you might have to, but I don't think whether it's Mac or Bailey Zappi, the locker room's going to be like, all right, here we go, new energy. So yeah, I know. It's just like when you're trying to dig for something because we're all sitting here like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe Will Selva's got the answers. He's a guy that seems to, to be in the know for it. Will, what do you got? What do you got for us? How, how did the Bill, or I'm sorry, not the, the Bill. Patriots. The Patriots get the thing solved, Will. What do you got? Well, everybody thought that having Bill O'Brien there an OC would add stability, familiarity from their time in Alabama. That hasn't worked out either. So there's lots of problems there to consider for the Patriots. And we're just scratching the surface, I believe. And you mentioned the division. You have a division with the Bills and the Dolphins. I mean, according to Next Gen Stats, the Dolphins track team currently holds the seven fastest speeds by a ball carrier this season, led by none other than Tyree Kill, as he eclipsed 22 miles an hour yesterday. Everything seeming to be clicking for the Miami Dolphins, even on plays that weren't meant to happen on this Tua Tungabailoa 69-yard touchdown pass to the Cheetah, Tua admitting after the game that it wasn't the ca- play called by Mike McDaniel. Tua claims he didn't hear the play call, but also alluded that he called a different play on his own. So what did McDaniel think about this audible? Thought crossed my mind immediately when the when they broke the huddle and people were on the wrong side. And then once I saw people moving with conviction, I was like, hey, let's, let, let's see what play caller Tua has for us. And I would advise him to be very choice with his selections because right now his percentage as a play caller is outstanding. Whether he heard or not, he knows for a fact that regardless of what happens, if he's able to execute out there, um, that I'm not going to be mad at it. So I definitely was not upset while I watched um, Tyreek run down the sidelines. McDaniel's so chill. Hey, a career Sunday night for George Kittle. But will he get a GMFB game ball? We'll hand ours out when we come back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. time for GMFB Game Balls, where we highlight the top performers of Week 5. Guys, who earned your game ball on Sunday? I'm going with Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. This guy was unbelievable. 15 catches, <laughs> over 190 yards receiving, and three touchdowns. Set a single game record for the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I loved about it was you speak things into existence. This is what Jamar Chase had to say last week. Listen here. I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. 
Sorry for the bad language, but I'm always open. And yes, he was yesterday. I'm still waiting for the Arizona Cardinals to double team this guy, triple team this guy. He had 15 mm. catches. At some point, force somebody else to beat you. T. Higgins <laughs> wasn't out there. So you had reasons to double team this guy. Joe Burrow looked fantastic. But yes, Jamar Chase gets my game ball. After you say those things, you go out there and back it up. You have earned it, my friend. Congratulations. I was actually surprised it was a franchise record. I thought for sure Carl Pickens might had 17 yeah. or 18 yeah. one of those games. Um, it was already written, though, guys. I don't know if you know this. The Falcons started off the season really well. Then they faltered. Desmond Ritter is not going to be the guy. Let's mm -hmm. get in the replacement. No, no, no. He had was an absolutely amazing game yesterday. Desmond had the best game of his career for the Falcons in a win. We heard everything from they're going to draft Caleb Williams next year. They're going to trade for Kirk Cousins to Atlanta. They're not doing any of that. You played your biggest game when you needed it most. Desmond Ritter gets my game ball for the winning Falcons. Peter, who you got? Like call. I'm going to go to the game that was up in Denver. Everyone was talking about Wilson versus Wilson or even Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. The player of the game was Brees Hall. Brees Hall was <laughs> unbelievable for the Jets yesterday. Had 194 total yards, including a 70-yard touchdown run. Brees Hall off a of pitch count. That was what we heard during the week from Salah, and they rode him to victory in Let's Ride Country. Uh, enormous performance out of him. Averaged eight yards a carry. He just glides. I said earlier in the show, he reminds me of Matt Forte. Mm -hmm. He might be better than Matt Forte. I don't, the way he runs and the way he has it, let's hope he has that career. Yeah. Brees Hall was everything. Sarah. I didn't know. Here, let me get rid of that. Um, I didn't know we were actually kept him all. No, yeah, it's fun. My game ball as Jonathan Taylor was looking on, or he was in the game, limited, obviously. He's gotten his deal. He's back there with the Colts. But how about Zach Moss filling yeah, in for Jonathan Taylor? Went off yesterday, 165 yards on the ground against the Titans. Two touchdowns, 195 yards total. What a day for him. And also, uh, I'd give Moss the game ball, but also shout out Gardner Minshew because, by the way, he has now come in. He's beaten the Ravens. He's beaten the Titans. Yeah. And unfortunately for Richardson, who had a really nice start to this year, as Ian Rappaport told us this morning, uh, it's looking like it's going to be Gardner Minshew, who's had a really, mm. really nice start to the season for himself as well, filling in for Anthony Richardson. We're going to obviously see more JT, but what a day for Zach Moss. If, if we don't see him as much, I mean, this was incredible. Minshew, Minshew was with Shane Steichen last year. Oh, Comes yeah. right over with him from Indy. What do you got? Do you think Jim Mercer was texting all that game like, why did we pay Jonathan? Like, Immediately what? regretting him. They made a money? huge 180 in their approach to Jonathan Taylor, and then the second they did it, they I got it. It goes like, off. Did Zach Moss not realize if he had done this the first four weeks, maybe <laughs> that he would have? No, it's like, oh, lit a fire after a strange got, dynamic uh, there, there, isn't it? Um, all right, this is a, the longest pass ever thrown. This is going to be from me <laughs> to London, Jamie Erdahl, who gets your game ball? Yeah! <laughs> I had to catch the game ball. I know. You know You know me. I don't like to be tethered. I had to get out here. I had to get this football in my hands. My game ball goes to what I witnessed yesterday. It's Doug Peterson. And it's not statistically about anything that happened yesterday. It's about how the head coach of the Jaguars handles the team's business. Over the last two years he's been here, the Jags, when they arrived last year in London, they were 2-5. and five. They left. They had went on an absolute tear the last two months of the season. This tear has now continued. They arrived in London two weeks ago, 1-2. and two. They now leave 3-2. and two. To come over here for 10 days to keep a young team focused and take away two wins while you're on the road, that's really hard to do. I had a really long conversation with Doug Peterson before the game yesterday. He's so happy with being with this organization, and so much of the reason why he took this job is so he could work with the magic that Trevor Lawrence has in his career, and that magic is coming from somebody that's won a Super Bowl and who's with Dan Marino in the early 90s with the Miami Dolphins. So game ball, back to you guys. Way to go, Jamie. Did, did Jamie just kick that away so we could get the boots in? That is London's best dressed. 
Jamie Erdahl, who will be hanging out over there in London. She's seeing the Socceroos tonight, little Australian soccer team. Is this, mm. That's very exciting. And just living the life, exactly. Jamie. Thank you so much. Desmond Ritter and the Falcons started 2-0, and then they were trying to avoid dropping three straight yesterday. We got a game. Desmond Ritter extends the undefeated streak at home to five games. Also unbeaten at home in college. I think he's like 30-0. and Scott you throw, It's crazy. 40 times yesterday. Yeah. It's a crazy stat. I love it. Ritter was fired up right there. All right, Jonathan Taylor. He held in, PUP, all of that, it worked. He got paid. Third highest paid running back. But his backup, Zach Moss, he just got Zara's, Zara's game ball. He earned it. He was unbelievable yesterday. And this Titans defense doesn't give up a ton on the ground. Zach Moss was balling. All right, on to the quarterback, Anthony Richardson. He's been so good early on. He loves to scramble, loves to make plays, gets out on the outside, tackled on his shoulder by Howard Landry. He would stay down. He would not go back in the game. A shoulder injury. Ian Rappaport said expect him to be out possibly a few weeks. They go on to win this one, 23-16. Richardson's going to be out for a while. Minshew will have to hold down the fork. Great win from him. How about this guy here? Uh, Devon Achan? Yeah, as if the Dolphins didn't have enough speed. Woo. The NFL lets them get this guy in the draft, uh, a rookie who is just sensational. Another great performance, Devon Achan. Okay, it's so fun watching this Dolphins offense when it's clicking. They gave away a few points, but overall, they are the offense of the week and they are also the owners of the team that has the coach of the week no crazy one here my coach of the week for week number five is Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel what they did yesterday was what they've been doing all season long and McDaniel's team came in with a plan and it, the Giants knew what was coming and yet they still burned them on all these deep plays these long chunk plays and yet if you look at the history of the NFL through five weeks the history of the sport the Miami Dolphins have the most total yards in NFL history. It's amazing. History. It's a wild stat. That is the greatest show on turf. That is a Patriots offense that had two tight ends that could score whenever they wanted. And that is a Broncos team that had Peyton Manning throwing touchdowns in the 50s later on. Mike McDaniel came there with the Giants knowing exactly what they had to do. Wink Martindale said that he slept like a baby every two hours, was waking up, <laughs> saying, what do I do about this thing? And the Dolphins still came in, and they just stole their lunch. Uh... Miami Dolphins offense is for real. It's going to be reckoned with. And Mike McDaniel, it's no crazy thing here. You're my coach of the week. Mike's quote. I thought you were going to play the quote. Yeah, I thought I was getting ready for you to tee up the quote. So yeah. he, he, McDaniel, he was said, you know, you're the most productive after yeah. five weeks. And he was like, mission accomplished. That was the goal in the off season. I mean, the most statistically <laughs> productive after five weeks. So we're good. It was perfect right. dry sarcasm. He was right. awesome. It's like also when we see all those it's next so good. stats, we have to read about them. And then we're like, we love there is context with it. But McDaniel's like, the stats don't matter. The wins are what matter. Right. And they bounce back from that Bills game. You know, it was just such a great answer, though. I mean, he does it all the time. So we shouldn't be surprised. But it was so good. good. Thanks, guys. Oh, I you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want. You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.